This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Welcome you out on a Wednesday. Good to see you back in the flow here. I believe it's going to be a good night. And I promise you I'll, be, I'll do better this week than I did last week. I was real lethargic last week. I started that fast and all that, that caffeine was getting out of me. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Man, I yawned for two days. About fell asleep half the time, so I'm, I'm up and running today. I'm ready to go, and I will encourage you, if you're fasting, stay with it, okay? I believe God's doing some things, and he's going to finish some things, so I, I applaud you for doing that, and they'll be rewarded with it, I believe. Well, if you need a Bible, why don't you raise your hand, our ushers will get you one. It's good to see all of you here. If you're a guest, we're honored to have you. Once you get a Bible, go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 6. Matthew chapter 6, I believe it's going to be a good year, I really do. There's going to be some battles, but that's okay. Life's a battle anyhow, so we'll, we'll look at it and just trust God and believe God. So we begin here in Matthew 6, and when you start giving by God's principles, usually with every one of us, three things begin to take place. The, the first thing that, that comes after you, is you, you begin to ha- have uh, thoughts of fear. Woo, if I give this, am I going to make it? Am I going to have enough? And so fear tries to get you, and then it goes from fear to, to logic. And you start thinking, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And then the last stage comes into an area of, of reason which is, which is rooted in doubt, and you begin to try to think of any way you can not to do it. You begin to, to make excuses. But when I, I give according to God's word, I'm stepping out in obedience. And that's why it's a step of faith when you say, Father God, no matter how crazy this I'm going to honor you. I'm going to obey you. Now, we go back to Matthew 6, verse 21, and I want you to read it with me. And it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The message says the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be. So when you look at what God's saying here, our treasure is tied to our heart. And it's interesting that God goes through our heart to try to get us to give. And so when I start giving from my heart and saying, Lord, it's a joy, it's an honor. Then things begin to change in my life. And so I'm just warning you right now, it is a step of faith. There's no doubt it's a step of faith. But man, anything we do in the kingdom of God is a step of faith. Hebrews 11:6 6 says, without faith it's impossible to please him. So you're going to have to step out by faith. But I look at the word of God and say, okay, Father God, this is what you said. So I'm going to act and obey. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We honor you. We thank you again today uh, for the opportunity to, to give. Lord, we give you glory and honor for just being so faithful to us. And Father God, I thank you tonight that your word is true. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, as our ushers are receiving that, again, we have our our Connect Fair. We'll start this Sunday and what that's about. There's a bunch of different Connect groups that will begin the end of this month. Uh, They'll be lined up in these hallways for the next few Sundays and Wednesdays. So be sure and check those out. And sign up for those. 
Also, there's a partnership class. If you want to be a partner with the church, that is next Wednesday night, uh, right here on uh, right here in the church at, at seven. And then again on uh, Friday night, the 25th is the women's cherish night. So all you women, be sure and come to that. And you saw the video of the Marriage Connect. We welcome all of you to come to the marriage, uh, the marriage retreat. I mean, it'll be a great, great time again. That's early February. So there's info out there at the information table. All right. Go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. We're on our foundations of faith again. And, you know, when, when you read the stories of the Bible, you see that over and over people had need. And if we went around the room tonight, there's need in here. Every one of us have some form of need. But you begin to see certain things within the Bible. And one thing I begin to notice, God was never moved by need. He's moved by faith. That when people will just step out and say, Father God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. And so we're going to go in this a little deeper. And these next few weeks are really going to be good. So begin with me. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren. Therefore, brethren. Now, I can, I can stop right there immediately. And when you see the word brethren there, he's, he's talking to believers. He's talking to born-again Christians. And so, here's the question that rises immediately. To the brethren, how did you become a brethren? You believed with your heart and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus was Lord. And so again, this is who he's addressing immediately. Therefore, brethren, having a boldness, having a confidence to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. It's, it's the foundation right there. He's given us foundation in verse 19 and 20. So the first one you'll see, and I'm going to highlight this. The first one was the blood of Jesus, verse 20. By a new and living way. By a new and living way. So what he's talking about here immediately, the new way is in the New Testament. And it's living because our Lord Jesus is alive. Jesus isn't dead. He's alive. And so he said, by a new and a living way. Which he consecrated. Which he set apart for us through the veil that is his flesh. Now, I'm going to come back to this. Go to verse 21. And having a high priest over the house of God. That was the Lord Jesus. But when you look at this, in the Old Testament, the only person that could enter the Holy of Holies or the house of God was the high priest. And he could only do that once a year. But because of what the Lord Jesus did right here, Jesus removed that curtain or that veil. And by him doing that, he paved the way for you and me. You can enter the Holy of Holies. You can come in. And it's interesting, he said, come in boldly. Now, the first foundation was there in, in verse 19 when he said, by the blood of the Lamb. But if you look at the end of verse 20, he said, and that is his flesh. When it talks about his flesh... That's the broken body of Jesus. And so right there in that, that, those two verses, you see the communion elements right there. The blood, which was the cup, and, and the broken body, which was the bread of Jesus. And so he's, he's highlighting here to us as brethren. Man, I, I can never get away from the foundations of salvation of what Jesus did for me, but his blood and his, his broken body. 
So again, here's a quick thought for you. If, if I'm brethren, then I'm under the blood and the broken body. I just am part of the team. And how that happened, I just received Jesus as Lord of my life. And so again, I want you to, to get this, that you have a biblical right because of what Jesus did to come under the blood and the broken body. He goes on to say in verse 22, let us draw near with a, a true heart, a sincere heart, not half-hearted, not hit and miss, not just when things are going good, but let us draw near with a true heart. Now get this next statement. In full assurance of faith. In full assurance of faith. Not, not just a little bit of faith. But in full assurance of faith. The Amplified says engineered by faith. Which is absolute trust and confidence. So it's a must for me to come by faith. And I believe when I look at this. Jesus is saying. I'm just looking for ones who will believe me. I'm just looking for ones who will trust me. And I believe one of the things that gr grieves Jesus more than anything is when people just wouldn't believe him. They just wouldn't trust him. Now we're going to talk about that later tonight. Keep reading. Having our conscience sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We've been cleansed. Verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. The word confession is rooted in the word of affirming. So I look at that and it's saying, hold fast in your confession or hold fast in what you're affirming. So let me ask you something right here. What are you confessing? What are you affirming in your life? Do I affirm the things that Jesus is to me? What he's done for me? And look how he ends that. Hold fast to the confessioner without wavering, without doubting. And so he gives us great insight here and he ends that there and he says, For he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. God can be, he can be trusted. Numbers 23, 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie. And so when you look at this passage... And we come into his presence by the blood of Jesus. But he said, come boldly. Come with the confidence, but come in an attitude of faith. That I got to believe him and I got to trust him. Now, when I look at all this right here, I begin to think about the attitude of faith to come to Jesus. And remember over and over in the Bible, Jesus would say to his disciples, he'd said, what little faith you got. He said on a number of occasions, how do you not have any faith? And so I'm studying on these lines. And in Luke chapter 7, verse 50, he said to this woman, he said, Woman, your faith has saved you. And then a chapter later, Luke 8, 48, he said to another woman, he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. So the same faith that has the ability to save is the same faith that can, uh, can heal. And then it's interesting to me, in John 20, he looked to Thomas and he said, Thomas, don't be unbelieving, but be believing. And so again, when you see those statements of the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus is on a search for people who will just believe him and trust him. So in saying that, go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 35. 
Mark chapter 35. Now, I'll tell you this on this passage. I'll preach on this passage right here numerous times throughout the year. I'm telling you, this, this, is one of those, this is one of those parables that is incredible to get on the inside of you. So get, get in this tonight, okay? Th- this one will help every one of us incredibly. So we begin, Mark 4, verse 35. And on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over into the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. Now when I see the great windstorm arose, this is unexpected, I believe. And so when we look at this, every one of us in this room, we're going to experience unexpected storms of life. They're going to happen, okay? Now keep reading what he goes on to say about that. There was a great windstorm, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And so what happens to us in this life, it it seems like life is beating on you. And some of you say, I feel that way right now. I just feel like life is slapping me around like the waves. And then he said, and the boat was beginning to feel. And many times when we're overrun by problems, you know what we feel like? Man, I'm sinking. I'm, I'm fixing to drown in this. Have you been there? You may say, I've been there, but I'm there right now. Keep reading here. Let me stop before I go on. You're going to experience the storms of life even when Jesus is in your boat. That's interesting right there, isn't it? Because Jesus is in the boat. You know what I believe as Christians? We have more seasons of storms than we do as calm. I'm not not prophesying that over you, but I realize that more and more. Just think about that. You're going to have storms in this world even when Jesus is in your boat. But watch what goes on here. Verse 38. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. What's wrong with him? He's in the boat asleep and here this is all going on. You know Psalms 127.2 says he gives his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. Jesus said, man, it's been a tough day. i, I got to take a nap. And so he's taking a little snooze. And he goes on to say, And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now I want you to read in this to a little bit here because this wasn't just a storm. This was a bad storm because remember, a majority of these disciples were fishermen. They had grown up on the water. They had worked on the water over and over. They had spent their life on the water. Yet in this situation, they're panicking. They're freaking out. It's so bad. They say, we're fixing to die. Bad. Pick back up with me here. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind. That word rebuke there means he reprimanded the wind. 
He rebuked the wind. Now, now watch this. Because he, he tells us how to rebuke. And he said to the sea. Now, now look what he's telling us here. He said to the sea. He spoke to the sea. So the way me and you are to rebuke is we speak. We speak. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so watch what he speaks. And he said to the sea, peace be still. So not only did Jesus speak to the sea. Now get this right here. Jesus spoke out of his mouth the desired result. He didn't speak how bad it was. He looked at the sea and he spoke to the sea. And and he said, peace be still. Now if we went back just a verse Remember that they addressed Jesus as teacher. So you know what the teacher's doing right here? He's teaching the disciples, this is what you do. He takes this moment on the the lake, the sea, and he teaches them and he says, boys, this is what you got to do. And so when you look at this here, He says, you speak the desired result. So we see right here, faith speaks. Where's that found biblically that faith speaks? Mark 11, 23 says, And whoever will say unto the bout, and be thou removed, and be cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he saith, he'll have whatever he says. Faith speaks. Faith speaks to the mountains. And so we see here immediately that Jesus begins to do this. Now, it's interesting in John 5, 19, that the Lord Jesus said this, whatever the Son sees the Father do, He will do in a like manner. But Jesus says this to us in John 14, 12, He who believes in me, the words that or the works that I do, you'll do also and greater. So what do we do with that? That's what the Lord Jesus said about us as believers. He said, the works that I do, he'll do also and greater. Now, that's a mind blower. But was Jesus, Jesus didn't just throw words out there. He was serious about this. So he speaks to the wind. Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? Now get this. How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no faith? And so when I read this, I look and I think, this guy just rebuked the wind and the waves and the sea and the ocean. And he said, peace be still. And then he looks at his disciples who he's teaching and he says, boys, how is it you have no faith? So literally right here, what Jesus is doing, he contrasts fear with faith. And he equates fear with no faith. And faith right here means to trust God, his helping power, even in crisis. So are you in a crisis? Guess what he just told us? This is what I do in crisis. I begin to speak to it. Verse 41. And they feared exceedingly, and they said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind 
and the sea obey him. They submit to him without reservation. And so I go back and I look and I, I, I dissect and I think, okay. Jesus woke up. He rebuked by speaking to the wind and it obeyed him. It did what he said. And so when the storms of life show up and it seems like all hell's breaking loose in our life and everyone is freaking out, the Lord Jesus is on the boat asleep and he's sleeping in the midst of the storm. And I ask myself this question, how is he sleeping in the storm? How's that even possible? And some of you say, well, he's Jesus. You want to see the key? Go back to verse 35. Go back to where we started. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. There's the key right there. When Jesus says we're going to cross over to the other side, he means it. And so he had said that to him. And so because he said that to him, it didn't matter what showed up. He said, I might as well go and sleep because you know what? We're going to go to the other side. And so when I look at verse 35, this is what tells us. When Jesus tells us he's going to do something, go to the bank on it. He means it. He wasn't just kidding. And so I look at this and I look at this here. Let us trust him. Let's not waver. See, again, the storms of life, I believe, are designed to oppose the Word of God, to try to get you to waver, to try to get us from unbelief. And when I think about the Scriptures, everything we receive as, as Christians, you receive it by faith. Again, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that's how you get born again. You believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. How do you get forgiven? God wants to forgive us. He said, if you'll confess your sin, I'm faithful enough to not only forgive you, but to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. And so just think about that. How do you get forgiven? You say to Father God, I repent of my sins, but I've got to receive that by faith. I've got to believe that that's true. And so if we had time, you go back into the Faith Hall of Fame. Over and over it would say this, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And so we got to get to a place in our life where we trust him. And so this principle applies to everything in the kingdom of God. This is an incredible passage to me. And so you know what it does to me? It says, man, I, I, got, I got power in the name of Jesus, just like that song we sang. Man, I believe in the name of Jesus. Everything we're to do in word or deed is to be in the name of Jesus. Colossians 3, 17. He said, when you pray, pray in the name of Jesus. So our key is we address things in the name of Jesus. But again, he used that as an opportunity to teach. Now go with me to the book of James, chapter 1. James, chapter 1. And we're going to highlight some of what we just talked about there. What stuff moves me. Gets in my heart and it begins to change me where I look and I think, Woo, Lord. So here's the thing. If I was sitting in that boat with Jesus and he would have said, don't you have any faith? How would we answer that? 
How would I answer that? Because again, Jesus got over and said, man, just trust me. Just believe me. James chapter 1, verse 6. But let him ask in faith. I want you to get something real quick right off that. He didn't say just ask. He said let him ask in faith. So again, it's one thing to ask. And see, when we just ask with no faith, you know what it's like? We're just throwing a bunch of things up in the air and hoping one of them will stick. When we ask with no faith, it's just like this. But he gives us an answer for asking with no faith. We'll go on and read here. But let us ask in faith. How would you ask in faith? Mark eleven twenty four says this. Whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Let me quote it again. Whatever things you ask, When you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. And so right there it comes back to this. I don't think there's any reason to ask if I don't believe I'm going to receive. If I'm not going to get over in the faith. And so this is what he's telling us right here. you got to ask in faith. And then he goes on to say, with no doubting. With no wavering. Because when I doubt, I I vacillate. I've got a divided uh, loyalty. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the waves. Now, if you've ever been in the ocean, man, the ocean's restless. It's always moving. And, 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 And the ocean is subject to the winds, it's subject to gravity, it's subject to the tide. And so literally what he's telling us about, that if I don't ask in faith, I'm unsettled. I'm all over the place. Verse 7. Now, watch this. For let not that man, that man who doesn't ask in faith, Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. What man? That man that doubts. That man that wavers. And so I'm I'm looking at verse 7 and and I got to meditate on verse 7 because on verse 7 there's no gray area. There's no uh, exceptions. There's no maybe so, no hope so. He responds to faith. And so right there, he tells me and you, you're not going to receive jack. Let me give you my paraphrase edition. You're not going to receive diddly squat. And I didn't say that. That reads the same for me. If I don't ask in faith. Verse 8. He is a double-minded man. A double-minded man is a person who's drawn in two opposite directions. His allegiance is divided. He vacillates between belief and disbelief. Thinking God will help him at one time and the next time he just gives up. He's a double-minded man. 
He is unstable in all his ways. And when you see the unstable in all his ways, that doesn't mean just in your prayer life. That's a lack of consistency in the exercise of your faith that betrays your general character. I'm unstable in all my ways. And and so when I look at this, you know what I believe he's telling us? Man, when I get over into faith, faith will settle me. Faith will calm me. Faith will cause me to say, man, I, I can come boldly. I can come with the confidence. I can come in full assurance of faith. So now, here's, here's where we got to understand this. So how do I ask in faith? Let me ask you. How does faith come? Faith comes according to Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if faith comes by hearing, for me to ask in faith, what would happen if I get the word of God? And I go and I say, Father God, because you said in John 3, 16, you love the world so much that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I, I can come because your word says it. It's your will to save me. So the key there for us is we find the word of God. We find the scriptures that pertain to our life. And we go to God and we say, okay, Father God, I'm coming based on your word. And so there's a time in my life, the, the storms of my life, one of them was sleeping. I, I, I used to sleep as a young boy. I mean, I remember as a little bitty guy. I'd walk all over the place. Sleepwalk, in and out, in and out. In and out. And, you know, you think those situations, you'll outgrow them. I didn't. And, man, it kept following me all the way through high school. And, man, I got married in the first year of marriage. Man, you talking about freaking out. Shelly was like, what is up with you? You're up all night. You're in and out. And I look at her like, I don't know what you're talking about half the time. So just one story after another, I can tell you. And I'd wake up and I'd be outside and one of the worst ones is I, I woke up one night, and the reason I woke up is I caught my foot on a sprinkler head, one of them old steel ones. And it woke me up real quick. Man, I wake up, my foot's cut open, and I'm bleeding bad. And so I look, and I realize I'm outside. Now, I don't want to scar you with this thought, but I'm outside in my whitey tidies. Hey, Reverend. So I get back into the house. And, man, I go up where we were living in the room. And, I mean, there's blood everywhere. And I got gauze out. Man, I'm doctoring and everything. And Shelly walks in and she goes, what are you doing? I showed her my foot. And she said, you need stitches. And I said, there's no way I'm getting stitches. I'm not going to tell a doctor. I've been out roaming the neighborhood tonight. I've been prowling around in my sleep. And so it got where, man, it just, it was almost like torture. And so I began to say, Lord, I know you got something for sleep. I got, I got to study the word and see what God says about sleep. Now, these scriptures will roll out of me because I've stood on them. And so I've, I found in Psalms 127, 2, he gives his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. Psalms 4 and 8, Proverbs 3, 24, and, and a good one. This is a good one. Uh, Ezekiel 5, 6, 
He says, to those who labor, I'll give you sweet sleep. So every one of those were about sweet and peaceful sleep. So I said, well, right there, this is God's heart. He said he gives his beloved sweet and peaceful. I'm his beloved. And so, man, I, I started praying that over myself. I started saying, Lord, when I lie down and go to bed, my sleep is going to be sweet and peaceful because you said so. Now, again, you got to keep speaking to the mountain. Sometimes that mountain took years to erect. It doesn't mean it's going to come up. So, man, I kept speaking. I kept speaking. I'm, I'm telling you, the word of God began to take root in me. So before I crawl in bed at night, this, this is what I'll say. I thank you, Father God, you give me beloved, your beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. Ooh, I thank you tonight, I'll sleep well. And I go to sleep in there because I'm, I'm speaking what God said about me. And the reason I said I keep speaking the word, because the more you speak the word, the more it will start taking root in you. And the deeper that root gets before long, guess what? You start believing, you say, that's what God said. That's what God said. So when people say, oh my gosh, I sleep horrible. I'm like, you can keep doing that or you can begin to believe the word of God. So again, it's rooted in finding what the word of God says. So he said, ask in faith. Ask in faith. Believe I receive. And so again, I don't question God when I find it in his word. I say, Father God, you said this. You said this. So again, for each one of us in here, it may look differently. Find the things that pertain to your life and begin to speak the word of God. And then say, Woo, Father God, when the storms of life come, man, I'm going to give faith. I'm going to trust you. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.